Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, and I'm here with lovely Kimberly Rose. Hello, everyone. This is going to be a good show today. Yeah, we always have a good show. I'm going to be very enthusiastically coaching or sharing with you on a very easily to consume knowledge of the ECS system, the endocannabinoid system that we have in our body. Yeah. And the the crazy part is that it, it really was no one knew for so long. Yeah. yeah it's very, very new. Uh, <laughs> and it's exciting that we're on the cusp of this knowledge, but at the same time, it's frustrating because we can't ever get to a finite conclusion of anything. It's always further studies are needed. Right, yes. So the awareness is just in the beginning stages. And I I don't know. I just find it very exciting. Very exciting. And I, I wanted to start this off, if I could, because the ECS system, by the way, that's the endocannabinoid system, was designed to regulate the functions in your body so that you stay in balance. Right. You get injured, it regulates things so that injury gets repaired and your body gets back to balance. You get a flu, right? Everything gets off kilter and you feel weird for a couple of days. Well, while that's happening, your ECS system is regulating things so that things happen and that your body turns to a optimal, ideal operation. Right. Yes, I get it. I, I again, I always associate all of this with like, I don't know, the ECS system is just in charge and sends like little worker bees down right. and fix that area. So today, I'm just going to group it into three groups, three, three items to discuss. So inside of our endocannabinoid system, again, designed to regulate your body, yeah. are three components receptors, ligands, might be the first time you've heard that word, Yes. and systems. So we're just going to jump into each one of those buckets and get a nice conversation, a nice understanding of each of those. And when we're done, you should have a very good understanding of the ECS system from a nice top level. Yeah, right. and and nice and simple, right? You're gonna du- you you're gonna dumb it down for me, is what uh, I'm saying. <laughs> it'll be effective knowledge that you'll be able to use. Okay. So that's the take home value uh, for today's show. Okay. You'll be able to use this information, and I got another neat way of presenting the ECS system, and it's an interesting way that I came about this. I was doing a training lecture. Uh, at the Marriott here in Scottsdale. And I thought through this while I was standing up there giving this training, and I thought, this this is a great way to present what or how the ECS system works. Yes. So let me tell you how I did it. All right, so I'm in this room, and the room is comprised of a bunch of people that were there for the training. Yeah. 
It had the boss man was in there. Right. Okay. And here's how I here's how I presented it. I was like, all right, folks, here's the way the ECS works in a way that'll make sense to you today. And I said, okay, I want you to do this. I want you to picture the room that we're in as your body. Mm -hmm. And your body, like this room, it's a smart room. So that means it has cameras, it has an audio system, it's listening, it's observing. That's the room we're in. And by the way, I would agree. Right now, I see cameras. I know it's already happening. Yes. All right. You, the people, are the systems. So everybody in your chair, you are a specific system inside of the body. Maybe you're monitoring cardiovascular. Maybe you're watching for uh, the need for information, inflammation or something, right? The big boss over there, he's a legan. By the way, I should let you know, legan, uh, cannabinoids like CBD, mm -hmm. THC, those are legans. So just so, you know, in case that was the first time you've ever heard that term. Anyway, so the big boss over there, he's a cannabinoid. All right. Here's the issue. So the temperature starts to creep up in here. Mm -hmm. It starts to get warm. There's a lot of you in here, right? And your body heat is starting to make this room heat up. And you're starting to get uncomfortable. And you're squirreling around in your chair. Two or three of you even raised your hand and reached out to somebody and said, hey, can we get some air conditioning in here? Well, what you did is you, reached, you raised your hand so that the boss man over there would walk over to the thermostat and set it down. They turn it down a couple right. of degrees. Right, yeah. By you raising your hand, you triggered the production of a signaling device, which was your hand, mm -hmm. to trigger the boss man, which was a cannabinoid, to move on over to the thermostat, which, by the way, <laughs> was a receptor, and adjust the temperature. Right. And within about five minutes... The room calmed down, it was back in homeostasis, and we're all back to learning again. Yeah, that's a great analogy. Yeah. I like it. All right, thanks. And, and it, I it, shared it with really it makes a okay. lot of sense. Yeah, you think they were like, uh, or, or, I thought I was here learning about CBD. <laughs> but that's why you have to learn the basics yeah. about your body to understand the significance of CBD, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and having that kind of initial, oh, yeah. So when we start to talk about these three components, receptors, cannabinoids, and the systems in which they react or, or respond to, this all should make more sense. Right. But I do want to share another piece of this puzzle. Why is this an issue right now? Why did, when they found out there were so many of these cannabinoids in the hemp plant, it just became wildfire and everybody wanted to jump in and get some of this right well there also was a big reason there is a term called clinical endocannabinoid deficiency brought on by social behavior today's current dietary and the fact is is your body is no longer or in today's world not making an efficient amount of endocannabinoids to be able to do this process really well. 
in comes the hemp plant has a abundance of cannabinoids in it. And those cannabinoids in the hemp plant, yes, and we'll, we'll go over it later, will do exactly the same or have the, a, a very similar function as the ones your body makes. Okay. So do you, do you know why we lose or do we lose endocannabinoids as we progress, as we grow older? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that is such a good question. Is it like, you know, like, you know how you're vitamin D deficient? Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you exactly what I've been told over and over and over again. Ready? Further studies need to be done. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. All right. Well, but I, in other words, I'm not sure. That seems like a relevant outcome. As we age, a lot of our systems just aren't as productive as they were at an earlier age. Okay. By the way, by design. Right. Okay. So. And we've probably also moved away um, from eating plant material. You know, we've we've gone to processed foods and all that stuff. Well, yeah. Just just think about this. Uh, you know, hundred years ago, what was there to drink? Water. Water. Yeah. What's there to drink now? Maybe milk. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, yeah, and, and now we're processed food. We're sugars. We're you know we're carbonate. We're just not. We're not uh, eating from the, the from the earth anymore. Right. Yeah, we're eating from some other place. So uh, I think nutrition is big. They also discussed disease was huge, mm -hmm. and I think disease is also a function of sometimes our society and and nutritional intakes and such. Uh, but they, they did conclusively say. We don't quite understand it all yet. Yeah. But do you want to hear something very interesting? Yes. Yes, of course I do. I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> so um, when, you, when you do research or when you do uh, searches on clinical endocannabinoid deficiency, which, by the way, is CECD, I found a study, a 2016 study called Cannabis Cannabinoid Research. It was published at the U.S. National Library of Medicine. And what they did is a review of research over the last 10 years. Now, this is done in 2016. And they theorized that this deficiency may have led to the development of or the further cause of migraines, fibromyalgia, and irritable bowel syndrome. And the more I dug into this, the more they refer to that study. So, yeah, so they're, because of our lack of- This deficiency yeah. does have an impact, is I, I think all that's telling me. Mm -hmm. Now they were able to point it at those three things, but I think the reality is, is if they look deeper, they'll find out that this deficient, deficiency is causing your body to not be in homeostasis. And when we talk later about all the functions your ECS system manages, they're like, okay, this kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, I thought that was an interesting share early on. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, now, who do you, I, I can't remember, and I know I've learned this, but I, I, uh, who was it that discovered? It's been like 15 years, right, that it no, was discovered? 40. Long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I would say sometime in the 80s. I can't tell you. I, 
a a doctor's name, a female doctor's name keeps showing up, Mm -hmm. but I have to honestly tell you, I can't remember who it is at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But she seems to be the founding person labeled on uh, on phytocannabinoids or cannabinoids, period. Just a scientist looking into the body. Trying to figure Something things like out. That. I don't like, know if I can even answer that. It's so that. crazy that you just like, oh my God, I didn't even know this was here. And here it is. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. Well, let's, all right, remember, so I, so I said we have three components of this system. Mm-hmm. Receptors, cannabinoids, and the systems in which they regulate. Good? Okay. Let's start with receptors. Uh, so receptors. So we talked about a receptor in that training room. And we said, well, the receptor was the thermostat. Yeah. That thermostat's just sitting there waiting. It knows exactly what to do as long as... It gets a signal. As long as someone gets a signal. Right. Right? And that's what the boss man was going to do. He's going to walk up there, and as soon as he connected with it, it knew exactly what to do, and that's a receptor in your ECS system. It was designed to know exactly what to do when a cannabinoid landed on it. Because the cannabinoid only lands on it when the receptor needs to do something. In other words, the room, which is our body, went, yes. hey, it's getting hot in here. Yeah. It produced a cannabinoid. That cannabinoid rolled around until it found the receptor, the receptor and solved the problem. And the receptor triggered was triggered to do what it was designed to do, which was something. Regulate the temperature in this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Yeah. All right, nice and simple. I like it. There are two types of receptors. And the interesting way, uh, the easiest way to present this is there are single action receptors and there's multiple action receptors. So single action receptors, a receptor would be a lot like a thermostat. You walk up to it, push a button, one action happens, and you're done. Okay, and then it goes right back to waiting again. All right, single action. Yeah. And then you have this receptor that has the ability to make a chain of reactions happen. It will start with turning down the, turning down the air conditioner. Then it will move over to adjust new readings of the temperature. And then it will move down to ordering more fuel for the, the AC unit. And then it will, right, it will just have this water flow of, or this flow of reactions that are all relevant and all need to happen. Okay. Much more complex. Uh, you'll commonly hear that as a G-protein uh, type of receptor. Uh, and so those are the two mains. When we talk about the endocannabinoid system, we commonly refer to CB1 and CB2. And when you, when you consider buying a product, uh, a, uh, a, a CBD product, this is commonly the, the term that you are hearing is you have CB1 receptors and you have CB2 receptors. Right. All right. Let's talk about them a little bit. First, I could tell you that the CB1 and CB2 receptors, they are what they call cell membrane receptors. Now, I had learned this earlier, you know, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, that the cell membrane, the outside of a living cell, was actually the brain. 
where I think as I grew up in school, they all taught you that the nucleus of the cell was the brain. Right. All right. So I think science has overcome that, and they know now that the outside of the cell, the membrane, is actually the brain. So it's that membrane that assesses what's going on around it, and when it finds that something is in need, that's what communicates to these receptors. Okay. Okay. So, so anyway, so these CB1, CB2s are cell membrane receptors, and CB1 is commonly a neurological receptor. In other words, mostly found in the brain, but not exclusive. Right. But mostly dealing with things that are neurological. What we use it, what we commonly uh, are referring to when we talk to CB1, if we're doing a cannabinoid product, a, CB pro a CBD product or a THC product, is pain. Mm -hmm. All right, so when we're managing pain, that's a receptor we're after. I'll give you an example. When we're managing pain topically, the CB1 receptor is a little deeper into the skin. So when we do it topically, we need to make sure that the product has a dermal a product, a, a carrier that can get past the dermal barrier yeah. and into the dermis where the CB1 receptor is located at. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Kinda, uh, all right. <laughs> all right, too much, right? Let me slow it back down. I know. I need to go back to the CB1. So the CB1, those receptors are not just in the brain. They can be. They're predominantly in the brain. Okay. Okay. But they, they can be found throughout the body in a, in a much smaller amount. Gotcha. Uh, but in general, that's where they'll mostly be found. And they are in charge of pain? Uh, that's one of their big functions. Okay. Especially as it relates to this conversation, and we're talking to consumers yeah. about this. Right. Uh, it has a lot to do with a lot of things. Yeah. Memory and how the different lobes of the brain communicate with each other and so forth and so on. So it's, it's a long list of things and a lot of things I can't even tell you I understand completely. Right, right. Okay. okay. But it's a receptor, nevertheless. Right. It decides when something is needed and it is designed to trigger whatever it, it takes to get that solved. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. And then we move to the CB2 receptor. Uh, this one, more so uh, uh, throughout the body. Uh, the CB2 receptor, you commonly will recognize this as the one that is dealing with inflammation response or you know you'll find them in the bones and you'll find them in the skin right and so they'll deal with things related to response mostly immune response and immune response is not just cold but immune response can be anything okay mm -hmm. any type of damage can trigger an immune response okay yeah. any type of like an injury yeah. a cold anything right. that right. it might be Life-threatening. Yeah. It's a nice or, way to look at that. When, right. You know, when we go back to our world, we think immune response, you know, immune as just being cold and flu and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, I don't, uh, that, that's not the end of that in clinical world. Okay. Um, okay. So now we have an understanding of receptors. We have an understanding of the different types of them. Mm-hmm. And we have this need now to pair this up with cannabinoids. Because the receptor was just the beginning of the story. 
So yeah. now you got these receptors sitting around going, okay, I'm capable of fixing things. All I need is somebody to land on me and say, do it now. Right. All right. But in our side, our body, we don't have that many to land on, or they're not that strong, or they're, or we've lost some, or let's, let's play around with this. Yeah. All right. Now I'm going to give I'm going to give our listening audience uh, the way to sound really intelligent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so cannabinoids. Yeah. Cannabinoids are a chemical compound that are designed to join with a receptor in the human body's endocannabinoid system. Mm -hmm. By the way, animals as well. Right. All right. It's as simple as that. Just that. It's a chemical compound that has that ability to join with the receptor. What needs to really be understood here is that cannabinoids come in two forms that we currently know. Mm, right. Endo and phyto. Yeah. Endo is something the body makes. Phyto is something a plant makes. It was discovered that phytocannabinoids act exact, are very similar to endocannabinoids. Kind of neat, huh? Right. So yeah. now we're able to add to our, it, it just helps the whole system, right? When you add a phytocannabinoid. If you are deficient in cannabinoids, because your endosystem, the system inside your body is not making enough of them, yes, bringing another source of cannabinoids into your body that work is a perfect match. Okay. That's, yes, so that's what was coming out of your question. Right. Yes, and that's it. Very simple. Now, I told you I'd give you something uh, to make you sound more intelligent. Yes, thank you. <laughs> cannabinoids uh -huh. are a form of Ligands. Ligands. L-I-G-A-N-D-S. Ligands. All right. Okay. Nothing more the, than that. And a ligand is, again, it's just a cannabinoid. Yeah. Oh, is there many different types, types of ligands? There ligand? are, yes. There are. Yes. Okay. Of which cannabinoids are one of them. Okay. All right. All right. So let's talk about the one that your body makes. The, 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 two, the most prominent ones that your body makes. Uh, and we've talked about these before. Mm -hmm. And remember, they are called endocannabinoids, and they are called 2-AG and anatomide. Right. I'm going to talk about the fun one first. Yeah. Yeah. Anatomide. They call this the bliss molecule. Mm -hmm. All right. Your body produces it when it needs you to be happier. Right. <laughs> so yes. you can already imagine this has an impact in areas of mood. Yeah. Okay. Different yeah, that bliss molecule, it's really nice when it gets activated. Yeah. Or receptor gets activated or however I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> it's nice because you really do um, just feel better. Yeah. And it's interesting. Uh, I read some. I, I can't validate it, but uh, it wasn't really in my scope anyway. But that... They have found anatomide in plants as well. Uh, they can find it in chocolate, mm -hmm. which I think everybody would probably connect to that. Right? You're happy yeah. when you eat a piece of chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everybody keeps saying, you know, that there's uh, not just psychological reasons, but very physical reasons why. Yeah. So um, so I, I didn't bother to dig into that much deeper other than going, that makes sense to me, anatomide. So this is a phytocannabinoid, but also, I mean, I'm sorry, an okay. endocannabinoid, but also found in nature. In nature, okay. Yeah. Uh, the other 
primary cannabinoid made by the body is called 2-AG. Now, this has a lot of brain functions. And so when the body produces these, it's doing things with visual, uh, with movement, with motor skills, uh, GABA signaling. And because of the GABA signaling, it has been studied a lot for addiction, uh, helping people get off of addiction. Yeah. So, the, so does the 2-AG, um, does it help with like anxiety and is that... What well, it, it, because it uh, uh, has a lot to do with brain functions, yeah. I would say absolutely yes. But again, can I answer the way I answered it a little earlier? Right. Well, I'm just thinking that, <laughs> Further you know. studies are needed. Right. <laughs> with addiction, um, there's so many things that go uh, on in the brain when you're trying to withdraw from whatever it is, nicotine or opioid or whatever it is that yeah. you're that 2-AG's got to be pretty strong. Or in abundance. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, the 2-AG is a, is, a, uh, is a liga and a cannabinoid designed to land on a receptor, uh, and then the receptor is what's got to be super strong, right? Okay, yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Depending on which one it needs, single action or a multiple action receptor. and yeah, It's amazing how effective your body is at this. Yeah. And again, I, I think this leads to that conversation of why we sometimes struggle with pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals don't have the ability to balance. Now, listen, there are absolute needs for pharmaceuticals. Right. But there seems to be a greater need to bring these two together. Well, yeah, because uh, obvious. well, so, so CBD or those cannabinoids go in and they try and help all things, right? The system knows how to regulate itself. Yeah. Okay. It makes it's it it makes things itself to know. It just knows what to do when you bring in a foreign solution. It likely struggles. Right. So that one issue might be taken care of, but everybody else over here is like, well, could be out of balance for a right. while. Yeah. Homeostasis might be difficult to achieve. And we've all seen this, you know, I think, I think sometimes chemotherapy patients that live in this world for a long time. Well, yeah, because they're being, their whole, their system they're is being just attacked. in turmoil. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So that's an example. And again, I think, uh, I think pharmacology is coming uh, to a similar conclusion. I just don't know what they're going to do with it. Yeah. But the need for, and I've been saying this a lot, the need for Eastern West and Eastern and Western medicine to come together. Yeah, we need a little bit of nature in our life. We yeah. can't just be chemical bound. Yeah, well, and, and you know, we're getting smarter, so I, I, I know pharmacology has its place, but I don't think it can stand on its own and uh, still achieve uh, optimal uh, results, optimal, yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and we'll just kind of start with the phytocannabinoids with just nothing more than, let's just lead the conversation before we go on break, by the way. You know what phytocannabinoids are? CBD. Yeah. Uh, here are the primary ones. Uh, and by the way, when I talk CBD, when I talk about these primary cannabinoids, we're referring to the ones found in the cannabis family because that 
family of plants is known to produce an extremely large amount of them. Yeah. All right. And it's also human friendly. Yeah. THC, and in a certain way, but, you know, hey, THC is a cannabinoid. Yes. CBD is a cannabinoid. CBG. These are all different types of cannabinoids. They are, in fact, ligands. They are phyto, but they have similar effects to our receptors inside of the human and animal bodies. Right. Good. Yes. Let's break there. We're going to take a break because when we come back, we're going to kind of dig into these cannabinoids a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Remember, there's still lots of studies to be done on these. Science is still trying to get a grip on them. But to date, the consumer can't get enough of them. Yeah, it's definitely becoming a very, very popular way to... um, Regulate. Regulate. Some of those processes, those functions in your body that may have not had been working so well. Okay, yes. That I was going to say help. <laughs> okay. Help with a little bit of extra. All right. All okay. Right. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation of phytocannabinoids and then move into uh, the functions in the body that are regulated by our ECS system. So we will be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time streaming live the leader in internet talk radio voiceamerica.com you are tuned in to the cbd ed show if you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program please send an email to info at canafil.com that's info at c-a-n-n-a-f-y-l.com now back to the cbd ed show hey welcome back listeners cbd ed show today learning about the endocannabinoid system and the 
human body. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. It's always just so interesting to me that there's just so much going on in the background. Yeah. What do you think, guys? Should we do a pop quiz for Miss Kimberly? Oh, no. I think we should do a pop quiz. <laughs> Kimberly, what two types of cannabinoids have we talked about today? Uh, we have talked about <laughs> <laughs> endocannabinoids and phytocannabinoids. Can you remember one endocannabinoid? Uh there, well, there's the 2-AG that we just talked about. Very good. And, and, and anandamide. Yes, very good. Yes. Very perfect, by the way. Yeah. I like to really, like, coddle the, an, the anandamide. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because the bliss molecule, I, I just really, yeah. I think, honestly, if you are just having a, a tough day, and it's anxious, and you just can't get out of your head, and you take a little bit of CBD, and it really just does like, wow, why was I so stressed out about all that? Yeah. That just, that part of CBD really does work, and it works quickly, and you're really able to get out of your head, I guess is what I want to say, without feeling loopy. Yeah. It's just so nice. No, I yeah, and I, I so look forward to all the science coming full circle in yeah. this because I have an impact. I have a I have this I have a theory that when we add phytocannabinoids uh, to our body, that getting us back to homeostasis allows us to produce more anatomite. Yeah. So I, the balance is just seems to be such a a critical need. Well, I mean, in, in our current world right now, that just feels like there's so much separation and anxiety and animosity mm -hmm. and just so, I'm just like, can we just put it in the water? Can uh, we just have uh, everybody uh, be a little bit happier? All right. Oh, nice. well. Okay, that's just my little take. Okay. When we talk about phytocannabinoids... Yes. We're talking about CBD and CBG and, C and THC and so forth. There's a hundred, uh, over a hundred different cannabinoids in the hemp plant. What are we talking about? We're talking about a molecule that has a very specific shape to it. Mm -hmm. And it's that shape that the receptor responds to. Yeah. If that, you know, it's something interesting. And we've had a conversation about this. And she's going to laugh because as soon as I start talking about it, she'll, yeah, she'll laugh. Watch this. <laughs> you know how, why hot, spicy foods burn your tongue? Or burn, uh, you know, make you feel like you know, you're on fire? The molecule of whatever is creating that heat is shaped in such a way that it connects to that receptor that responds to, heat, to uh, that, that pain of uh, heat. He, he keeps trying to say this. <laughs> you're not it's on not, fire. It's really yeah, not hot. Your, your temperature never raised. It never escalated. Right. But yet you feel like it did. Yeah. He did. And he they, always and they referred does to it as flaming hot. But the reality was it was nothing more than a neurotransmission of that signal. Well, somehow. And that molecule uh, is what triggered it. So, okay. So it is hot because we have that receptor. If you and were, that pepper if you, has that. If you were to give that same habanero sauce to your dog, your dog would not run around screaming. Because he doesn't have that? No, the receptor? Yeah, that, he does. 
but a different type. It doesn't respond to that molecule. So only humans feel? Uh, I like, now you're getting a deeper uh, line and I can't get to it. And see, I already told you this is why you were going to laugh because we, we've had at least two dinner conversations about this. Anyway, let's move off because yes. I got a feeling I'm going to get in trouble here in a minute. Oh, yeah, no, the kid, he's even made the kids <laughs> eat a pepper. It's not hot. It's, it's all in your head. I'm like, no, it I is not. <laughs> anyway, let's keep going. Okay. Anyway, let's, uh, so we're talking about these molecules and it is the shape of them that the receptor responds it, it recognizes the the uh, the the molecule will float over the receptor if those two are a match they'll they'll bond right if they are not it will not i think one of the reasons why uh, the one of the most prominent things that you talk to uh, customers about and me about yeah. is cuz they'll a customer will ask will this make me sleepy this CBD will oh, it make me good, sleepy? Good conversation. And yeah. um, oh, if yes. The receptor's it, not turned on. Right. It ain't going to do anything. So, so you can take a CBD, um, and if you're not ready to go to sleep, or you know, or you're up and doing your thing during the day, you're not going to get sleepy um, until right. your body knows that it's time to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. CBD was never a, sed a sedative. Right. Yeah, so it, it doesn't was. go in there and force you, good night. <laughs> right. Uh, it just waits around until you're like, are you ready now? Yeah. Okay. Now, but if the CBD is left, say you took it in the morning, you'd have to take more at night if you wanted to fall asleep. Right. Yeah. Hey, let's go to that training room. Yeah. Uh, so during the training session, the room does not need to shut down, does it? Right. Lights aren't going to go off. Air conditioner not going to get turned off. None of that's going to happen. As a matter of fact, the mic's on. Everything is all queued up. Yeah. And there's no reason for it to ever go down. But when I'm done and everybody leaves the room, the room looks around and goes, Oh, it's, it's time to shut down. It's time to shut all this down. Right. Mic first, air conditioner next, lights come down, chairs get, you're right. So, yeah. Perfect. I think another cool way of right. sharing that. So the, so an example, like it is freezing in this room right now. Somebody raise your hand. Oh my God, can I please <laughs> where, get the, somebody to where, turn the thermostat up? Where's the big boss man? Um, <laughs> but so I'm cold and I'm doing like a little bit of shivering. Yep, is yep. that my body telling, trying to get some motion going? That's, like some that's, warm up? that's your cells right now reaching out to... A cannabinoid to, yeah. to produce a cannabinoid that will go trigger uh, a receptor to adjust the room temperature. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you got that pretty good. Yeah. And so okay. CBD goes in and turns on whatever receptor needs to be yeah. manipulated at that time. Let's talk about one that we're all very comfortable with, uh, the production of cytokines. Yeah. All right. If you're unaware, cytokines are the main reason, are the are the, the what triggers the inflammation response. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll say that again. If you need if you need uh, things to get delivered, if you need a, a, a inflammation response, cytokines are the things that trigger it. Well, it just so happens that CBD influences the up or down regulation of cytokines. Okay, and mo that is inflammation? Correct. Okay. So uh, CBD is known for causing that receptor that can downregulate cytokines to react. Very simple. Okay, and so, and then that way, then the inflammation starts going down. 
it starts it's no longer being produced gotcha. probably is a better way to say that okay the cytokines are no longer being produced and it was the cytokines that were causing the inflammation which by the way is just a response yeah a response to injury and your body gets has inflammation all the time all the time in all parts of your body you'll be surprised as you dig into that question yeah yeah you have digestion response neural response uh, I'm sorry, digestive inflammation, neural inflammation, all kinds of, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. How, inf how the response, information response, how broad it is. All right, let's keep going. Um, so that's an example of that. Let's talk about some of the systems. Some of the systems, and by the way, I got a list for you off of healthline.com. Why did I choose that? I didn't want to be so vague. Uh, to just start spouting off systems because, I don't know, I just felt like I'd get it from a, a little bit more reputable source. But I wanted you to know I got it from a source. The ECS system, the endocannabinoid system, has been shown to manage these functions within your body. Sleep, mood, appetite, memory, reproduction, motor control, muscle formation, Ding, ding, ding for all you fitness people. Bone remodeling and growth. Liver functions. Skin and nerve functions. Cardiovascular functions. I mean, that sounds like everything. Uh, so, again, like that's what, your, that's your turn a light on. Yeah. That's your yeah, what's left, right? That's your turn a light on going, your ECS system really is managing your body so that it can stay in optimal functioning mode. This list, right? There are receptors and cannabinoids and reactions to every one of those functions to keep them all working the way they should. And and so is that? I didn't realize bone regeneration. Bone I mean, I guess like remodeling, and, remodeling growth. and growth. Yeah, I guess that does make sense because we've seen a lot of uh, studies on CBD and bone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and think about this, what bone remodeling is, likely is. I, did, I didn't dig, but it, I would assume that when you break your arm, put it in a cast, and three months later, you're, you're back. Yeah. The cast comes off, and you're in PT. Yeah. Bone remodeling. Helps for regeneration or <laughs> mending or, yeah. yeah. I, bet, I bet the remodeling is just a general term for all the different types of mendings right. that we just talked about. Do you remember that case we saw where that girl's face was, her bones in her face were literally like almost disintegrating yeah mm -hmm. she had this disease and she was on an enormous amount of cbd and it yeah it re it regenerated yeah there was uh there was also uh when you look in i think it was a year and a half two years ago i've not seen any anybody reporting on it any longer but they at one point were saying oh my goodness don't take too much cbd we think has an interaction with the reproduction system oh okay right Again, that's a system. Yeah, it's, it's a system that is uh, that is you know requires to be able to stay in homeostasis, work correctly, and so forth. Uh, so, I don't know what what do we have here. So all these systems, um, I have talked to a lot of a lot of people, uh, both customer, both on, on both sides, customers, clinicians. Uh, you know the effects of cannabinoids. In, in response to high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. 
I think there's a lot of people that have used this product, uh, a phytocannabinoid for blood pressure. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of people using this product for uh, phytocannabinoids for sleep, for mood. Um, it's hard to not see the evidence. And I know that government agencies like FDA want to get in there and study long term and they have to go through their due process. But let's go outside of that for a moment. It just is really difficult to see this plant that has been used for 10,000 years. But just in the last 10 years, watching it do what it's done. Yeah, well, I mean, and it's still <clears throat> in a chokehold right now, but I think eventually, right, we've oh, got yeah, to yeah. be able to let this plant out and let it... Yes, yes, yes. I mean, yes. it's out. It's it, obviously, it's everywhere, according to, you know... Yeah, so they, there just has to be steps. Right. There has to be steps. There has to be a regulatory system in place on how you're going to manage, how you're going to produce it, what the requirements are going to be, what the standards are going to be so that the consumer stays safe. Yeah. Right? So I understand definitely there has a need for that. Hey, I'm very aware that people are making this out of their basement. Well, that uh, that's always nerve-wracking nerve <laughs> because you really do have to have. And they could be doing it with all the care in the world. Right. But that's generally not the end of that story. Yeah. There's somebody that's not. Right, right. And so anyway, so anyway, it's got to go through its processes, but it's pretty exciting how, watching it. It has, oh my goodness, it has gone through a lot of trial and tribulations over the last couple of years. Yes. But from 2018 to date, uh, I thought, I, I, from, my, uh, from my view, I think it has progressed quite well. My opinion says, come on, guys, let's get this done quicker. Well, but those two are two separate. How about if we give them a, a small break and say they've been busy with <laughs> That's possible, COVID-19 right? and all yeah. those vaccines that they, I'm sure they had to... Right. oversee all that right. but now that's done and let's get back to the cbd world and let's see if we can get some regulations and so and what are the things they're going to regulate they're going to regulate stuff like pesticides this is something grown out in nature and farmers tend to use a lot of pesticides and it's not that the farmer is going to use it and in that specific crop it's going to be that it's been used for the last 30 years in that field Right. Or in the soil that got moved indoors. So, so that's what regulatory uh, is going to be able to create standards around. Now, hey, aren't they let's already? Not be passing off, let's not be passing off pesticides because now, you're, now your homeostasis is all wrecked because you're trying to overcome that piece. Right, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it follows the plant all the way to, <laughs> right. I mean, it's embedded in the right. plant, yeah. Yeah, but isn't the, so the FDA has already got regulations on the farmers. Yeah, that's correct. They're yeah. already well, federal there. federal government has it. Right. Uh, FDA is a, a bit of it. Uh, there's other agencies that are in charge of farming mm -hmm. uh, as well. Um, the, the next thing they're going to regulate will be uh, the microbial problems. And where does that, where does that, whose hands does that fall in? Well, that's the extractors and the manufacturers. Yeah. They aren't handling the product correctly. Right. right I think that, gonna, that yeah. was the scare with... Um, 
recreational mar- marijuana. I think I had a customer come in and say, yeah. oh. They went there right away. Yeah. Agencies went there and said, okay, here's your st- testing standards. Yes, yeah, so you can grow it, but, you know. It tr- needs to meet these requirements. Mm-hmm. So, and, and again, so although everybody probably got all up in arms about it, at the end of the day, it was designed to be something to unilaterally go across all these growers and manufacturers to say, hey, listen, go by these standards. <sighs> okay. so, that, so that the incidence of this doesn't happen. And then there's, a, there's the one last big piece. And I'm just going where the big piece is. Uh, the last big piece is potency. You know, you're going to spend, you know, X number of dollars on a product, but yet there's only half of the, the product that was stated on the bottle, well, that's frauding. Right. And if you're using this at a clinical level, that also could be uh, detrimental to the, you know, to whatever you're using it for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel that from the manufacturers that have approached me to come into the store, um, almost, well, I'm going to say everybody now, has test results yeah. that uh, it two years ago, even a year ago, I had to ask for, and now they're proudly going, and here's yeah. our test results. Yeah. So that is so promising. Yeah, the, the, the system as it, the market, the industry as it is today is maturing. Yes. Uh, I think when we first started this, uh, this show, you know, over a year ago, it was, come on, everybody, let's get in and self-regulate. And I think, for the most part, that is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah but and we still we're still anticipating something very soon, right? That will come in and provide guidelines and requirements. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, I I think it looks like most of the the world, the CBD world, is is waiting. Is ready for this because yes. like we're like okay, we got all our ducks in a row. We've done what you said. Let's as, go. What what right. what else do we need to do right now? Right. And you know, and the smart ones are starting to even anticipate. Yeah. Right. Right. With, with manufacturing facilities that meet certain requirements and yeah. certain testing and certain uh, raw material uh, requirements and so forth. So we, so the the more efficient players are already setting up uh, for that anticipated regulatory event. Yeah, and that's what I was telling the customer that came in and told because she, you know, she read an article about you know recreational marijuana and how there's all this bad stuff in it because you know it's I don't she was she couldn't really give me specifics but um, I said I told her I said you know if you have a good product in front of you whether it's a marijuana product or a CBD product or whatever it is that product has been tested at least four times before it gets to you from the plant to the extraction to the you know it's just it should have been tested many many times before it gets to you yep absolutely it should uh, have yes yeah and and, and because just like every all the manufacturing systems uh there is a this there there is a there's a journey all products have to go through yeah and each important stop of that journey uh there has to be a system of measurement right 
Right. Uh, now, uh, let's let's go back to the ECS okay. system. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I, I, I always I, do this. <laughs> we kind of derailed and went to another direction. That's still important. It's good It's good to be able to share this knowledge because as we're, we're as close as you're going to get to that, to where we are in the regulatory space right. for phyto cannabinoids in the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if we get much closer, except we, you know, we're actually sitting in the boardrooms where they're making decisions. Right. But let's go back. Let's go back, because homeostasis was something, I think, for the listening audience, the take-home is that's what the body wants to get to, is homeostasis. Always. This is what that hemp plant or I'll just say the cannabis family brought to that situation. Yes. Is its ability to help the body get to homeostasis. Yeah. And it, the, and it does not, it does not, uh, it does not heal by itself. Right. It does not fix things by itself. It does right? not cure. So, and I think for the astute consumer, it's important to make that distinction. Right. It never, it never did. And if anybody's saying it, if you want my opinion, if you said that, that's then it's a snake oil. Right. Yeah. Well, yes, we're <laughs> it not. It fixes a, everything. Right. No, yes. It, no. It, yeah. It was designed to help the body fix itself. Right. And which is what we always say on this show. I mean, I know we have a show on homeostasis, which is extremely close to this show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we've been, we've uh, I think we've said it from day one. We're just trying to get the body in homeostasis so that it can deal with whatever hits you. Right. If you're in homeostasis, your body is ready for whatever you bring it. Just bring it. Yep. I'm ready. Yep. <laughs> right. And CBD helps. And now there's there's cannabinoids in other plants, but in the cannabis plant, they're they're just not only enormous. are they abundant, but they are of the shape and type that the receptors respond to. Okay. That is probably also very key to be aware of. Yeah. So, so yeah, in general, that, that, that's probably one big fundamental thing to take away from today's, from the education you get from today is that that's what phytocannabinoids do. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that the cannabis family makes a ton of them. And remember, cannabis family is split into multiple types. And hemp is down one road and marijuana is down another. Yes. Hemp happens to have little to no THC in it. Marijuana happens to have little to no CBD. Right. One cause is psychoactive, one does not. Yeah. So it was ingenious how that those two plants were made, right? One affects right. the neurological right. more so. Yeah. Like we know THC yeah. is definitely psychoactive. psychoactive. All right, listening audience, I hope you enjoyed today's show. I really want to thank Kimberly for tolerating my enthusiastic coaching of this topic. Oh, well, you did a great job, as usual. We're going to continue on a series of learning about our ETS system when we continue the show next week. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank you listeners for listening in. Please send us questions or get ready for it because we're going to have that show soon where all we do is answer your questions. So this is Ed. And this is Kim. Thanks for listening today. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank 
you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.